All right, the intro is going to be a little long. That's because I edit it, but it's still, I, I think it's wonderful. So uh, okay. sit, sit back uh, and get ready. Here we go. It's Christmas. Day the holidays, the showtime is still moving. Mission briefing is about to start, Captain. Christmas, but it is not a Christmas movie. Also, you guys may well, have then don't choose it. it if it's not a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie because it happens during Christmas and there's a message there, but it's a fucked up movie. Also, it's, I'd be I, it's controversial. No, <laughs> it's actually Prometheus, but I wasn't sure if you guys what? would watch. Yeah, exactly. I, I, no, I no, See? I, no, it's a Christmas movie. It's not. No, I'm sick of this. It takes place at Christmas, so it's a Christmas movie. That's not true. And we can discuss this next month or we can discuss it now. But here's the fact of the matter. We've talked about this before. It's got to be a Christmas movie because it's going to have Christmas themes at the end. It's like Die Hard, Gremlins, stuff like that is a Christmas movie. And why some other stuff isn't a Christmas movie. Like Batman Returns. Returns. There's, it, Batman Returns. It's another great one. But there's got to be, there, at the end, there's got to be like togetherness or all giving is better than getting or family's all that matters or sometimes um peace toward men there's gotta be something like that okay okay like you're going I'm full gonna... abominable Shawn michaels in 96 chilling <laughs> <laughs> wait wait wait, wait. It's a christmas movie I was this is this, we've it's talked about it on the show at least twice and i'll okay. do it i'll do it every episode next month i'll give a fuck Okay, what about this? Since we're doing this live, since we're... Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> Alright, guys. That was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, every, man. The man every week, right? Every week, Poppy. I was like, oh, there it is! Shawn <laughs> <laughs> Michaels in there, too! <laughs> yeah, I, just to, like, a, a side thing, I was like, how can I put Andy, like, somewhere in Pr Prometheus set, and it was, like, the cockpit area... And then I don't know if you've seen right next to it, Die Hard. I like, I like the gun. And then Die Hard's playing. Yeah. By the way, I had to manually do that. I was using OBS, and I had like I don't know if you noticed because you put your hand up to the right, and I was like, "Fuck!" He put his hand up, <laughs> so I moved like the gun in in its view. It, I thought it was funny, uh, but yeah, was that, funny. that was uh, a very hot take from Chaz about a Christmas movie, uh, Prometheus. I had to put that in the intro. But guys, welcome to Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 224, The Christmas Eve. I, I thought that was funny that my last two episodes is a 224 and a 225. So I guess Christmas Eve episode. Anyway, uh, not really. But I'm Joe Dubs, or a sticky, one of the sticky bandits. Uh, I'm Andy, and I'm glad I won't have to reiterate myself. <laughs> uh, you've heard of Elf on the Shelf? This is the spaz named Chaz. The other sticky bandit. There you go. And <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't noticed on the thumbnail on our YouTube, uh, it is Team Degeneration Xmas, which is with Chaz and Andy. That's what they chose for their team name. And ours is Noel <laughs> World Order, which that ours will be next week. It's the battle for Christmas. And how this this is going to be solved is when it comes down to ranking the first two movies that get that spot, we have to do it. We're all playing the honor system, fucking Boy Scout and shit. So make sure you're not putting your fucking movie ahead just because you want to win. doesn't really matter. But whoever wins, cool. If not, we're all having fun here. Um, but we are going to be doing Home Alone 2 and The Muppets Christmas Carol. By the way, Andy, I couldn't find that Muppets other Christmas movie anywhere. It's just on YouTube. 
on YouTube. Oh, he did say it was on YouTube. Fuck. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. I searched far and wide. Did you Google it? Fuck. <laughs> did you look it up on the world's most ubiquitous video sharing program? Well, the thing is, I went through Netflix. I went through Amazon. I went through everything. And then well, uh, Muppets shit is only on Disney now. Disney bought the Muppets. I didn't know that. Um, And I also, you know, took the Bay Area. Um, to see if it was on there, I couldn't find it, fucking find it there. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe because it's on YouTube, people don't bother to have it there. Yeah. So we're gonna be talking about those two movies, but before we get into those movies, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, I will go first. Uh, I watch Scrooge because I want to get into <clears throat> the uh, Christmas spirit. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me, but I watched Jingle all the way to again <laughs> because I just, Ew. yeah, because <laughs> I was like fucking uh, Larry the Cable Guy and fucking San Santino and shit. Uh, side note, I didn't know Santino's has a daughter and is in wrestling right now, but that's that's another uh, topic that we could talk and get in some color. Um, then I watched some spooky movies. I watched The Cellar, and this is not like Christmas related at all. Uh, the, the the seller, uh, where it's an Irish film, uh, I believe it's by uh, Shutter or A twenty four, one of those two, one of those indie people, I guess. Um, and th this family buys a house, and they start noticing like the cellar door acting weird and shit. And there's like equations in the basement. There's like a Hebrew like lettering on each doorway, uh, and apparently there's a portal to hell. In that house it's called the cellar that's uh, what kanye west has been talking about yes <laughs> yeah, and apparently apparently yay don't dead name him oh, i'm sorry yeah. yay yay yeah. yay knows no homo. it sounds like the walkway to hell and that portal so it's apparently littered with with jewish scripture and algebra according to what you just said <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the hell does that mean <laughs> I, if I start saying the things, like, it kind of spoils some things, but it was a nice short. Another, I've been watching a lot of new movies that's been going back to the hour and a half time, time frame, and I'm digging that. It's uh, great. Yes. Uh, and the other one I watched was The Dark and the Wicked. Uh, that was on Shudder. Uh, it's about how their mother is all alone uh, taking care of the father who is dying of cancer, and their kids come to visit and the mother decides to chop her fingers off uh, while cooking dinner and hanging herself in front of sheep. Uh, there's some demonic shit going on and it's... How, how did she hang herself after she chopped her fingers off? Mm, who did it? Did she do it? <laughs> <laughs> did her fingers first, do it? That was like the first thing I thought of. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it, it was it was an interesting, like I was the atmosphere in that movie was more scarier than the <laughs> the other movie because the other movie like a a minotaur just fucking comes out of nowhere and I'm just like ah what the fuck is that? <laughs> you always like see like these like big animals like uh Andy, you remember the movie The Ritual that we covered yeah. uh where it gets to a certain point where you see like half man and half antler fucking thing. Like yeah. it's it's so like unreal the, to see. The movie finally gets interesting. Like yeah. two thirds of the way in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember. Yeah, uh, but just like an example of like that outlandish creature. Like every time it comes, like seeps into like a real world, 
you know, just flesh and bone and stuff. You're just like, well, what the fuck is that? But th then again, that's, you know, why you have to love Lovecraftian and all that stuff. Uh, Gaming-wise, I've done nothing. I haven't uh, proceeded in God of War. Uh, now I have the Callisto pro Protocol that is on my machine, which apparently is so fucking divisive uh, as far as the reviews. Some people are like, oh, it's too high, I can't play. And then, <laughs> and then the other ones are just like, I'm having fun, but there's like some like you know dumb shit. Like a game is not perfect, um, but it's yeah, it's funny seeing those people like, oh, it's so damn hard, I can't play it, and they just give up. That's all I've been doing, Andy. What the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? I've been doing a little bit of the post game crap and uh, Pokemon Scarlet. It's you gotta beat all the gym leaders again, but all their teams are like level sixty or whatever, and, and I just catch a Pokemon I needed. But I, I only ever play for like a little bit. I haven't had a lot of time to play video games either. Uh, I watched a few movies though. Um, I watched The Vanishing. It's a movie from twenty eighteen. Had Gerard Butler in it. It's uh, oh, it's based. It's based on like uh in the in, in 1900 these three lighthouse keepers like disappeared and it never no one ever knew what happened to them and this is kind of like oh this this could be what happened I and mean, it's bullshit obviously but it's an okay movie the acting saves it it's pretty good it's pretty well acted but it's just an okay movie um i had some free time to watch like a real a, a real movie i was like i'm gonna watch something on the criterion channel i pay a lot of money for it i might as well watch something nice and uh instead of watching like something on the sight and sound pole or like, you know, a, a classic piece of, of international film, I watched a uh, Shaolin soccer, which I'd never seen before. It's uh, made by the same guy who made uh, Kung Fu hustle. The movie's hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> um, and I watched uh, while I was trimming the trimming the tree here behind me, I watched some random old Christmas stuff. I watched uh Muppet family Christmas garfield christmas special mm, i don't know some other stuff i can't remember now just just like stuff from my childhood like it was on and i was like putting this tree up and uh i watched scrooged as well which is is a classic i think it goes without saying that movie's great mm -hmm. but that, that's pretty much it I, I haven't had a whole lot of time so just just a few movies for me this time yeah and before we proceed to chaz i actually watched some short films uh people who had made like short <laughs> terminator films and i'm like god damn it this is way better than hollywood <laughs> and and the same people did really well with halloween like there was a good origin story i'm like god damn it just give give money to the fans to make shit uh but anyway chaz what the hell you been watching playing but, or doing i'm just i'm just curious were any of the short films just like a two minute thing where it showed a young john connor just get murdered by a robot that went back and then it was it well that <laughs> There was that would be pretty fucking funny. There was one film that I kind of like chuckled, but they were trying to like be serious with like, oh man, we could all get along. Like John Connor is dying. He's like sitting on the floor and shit. He's like, oh, oh, just let me die. And like Skynet comes as a female. And because that's canon, by the way, that she's uh, Skynet is female. Uh, and, you know, she comes up to me like, John, I know what i did was wrong he's like what well, you damn straight all the humans are dead except me now i'm gonna die <laughs> and she's like i'm gonna go make this better and she goes back in time and kills herself <laughs> so that's what, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
that's not how that works. She goes back to uh, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but the black guy from Terminator Two, where Sarah kind of like tries to kill and shit. Miles uh, something, uh, and like instead of him being there, like his associate was there, and he killed him to like kill the because there was a backup hard drive because when they tossed the arm and the chip into the uh, lava, uh, they were just like. Oh, there was a backup hard drive. I'm like, you could you could never like close out Terminator for good because somebody'd be like, yeah, there was the cloud and shit, and somehow yeah, it uploaded to the cloud. Yeah, you know. yeah. And for my next magic trick, I'm gonna stick my head up my own ass and disappear. Mm-hmm. That's about how that works. Well, anyway, uh, now now I want to watch these. <laughs> I posted my... one of them in the in the chat. Okay, I'm gonna have to look into that. Uh. I, I didn't really play any video games. Um, work just sucked, and then I've just been tied up. I did get to play in a Pokemon tournament, and I got third place, um, which was di- disappointing. It was the same thing where I'm like, oh, they, like the, the the place where I'm going to is like the events weren't very big, but they were giving away a free booster box if you won. So it's like way above like value. Well, I guess word got around, and I showed up thinking, oh, nobody's going to be playing playing this event. It'll be fun, whatever. And there were like 30 people. That place was a sweatshop. It was so fucking hot in that building because there was way too many people. There were not enough chairs. People were literally standing to play. So wanna, it was pretty fun. Uh, you want to know the real story? Because huh. because you're the biggest, baddest person in town and they knew about that. They all went 80s montage training video and like fucking <laughs> trained their asses off to, to beat you. No, that's around. exactly what happened. My my very first round, the, the guy that I played against literally like built a, a deck specifically to beat the deck that I was playing. Like it's bad against everything else, but as long as he plays that deck, he wins. And he beat my ass. And then I managed to win all my other rounds. And then I played him in the the quarterfinals, and he beat my ass again. And I was like, all right, fair enough. I'm going home. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, he he got his revenge. But it was fun though. It was a good time. Uh, let's see. I did, uh, finish Cowboy Bebop, which I mean, was great. And to keep the tradition up, I am now about 12 or 13 episodes into Trigun. Yeah. So it's been a while since I've watched that. I watched it one time through, uh, whenever, uh, Andy, I think you're the one that introduced me to Trigun. And so just when I hadn't watched and then I think we were like drunk at our, our buddy's house and you were like, yeah, let's put this on. You should watch this. Mm-hmm. And I like went home. and was like, yeah, I should watch this. And I did. And it was great. And now I'm watching <coughs> it again. I, I just love that, that that show in itself is great because uh, they, they do something that not too many shows do. They let someone be it's just full, mild spoilers, but it's been out for a while. But they, they let this protagonist like this whole mystery play out at the, for the start of it of who who this person is. And everyone's looking for this person, a person named Vash. Uh, the Stampede, sorry, I should say the whole name. Uh, but uh, everyone's looking for him, and he's playing off like he's this lucky goofball, and then it turns out, no, he's just, like, like superhuman, crazy reflex fast, and he, everything he's doing is not an accident. He's so good at doing what he does that he is able to make it look like he is goofing off, and, and it's a fuck-up, but he's actually doing it all. But I know it gets a little bit darker a little bit later on, um also one of my favorite uh antagonists is in that show but but in the anime but anyway i'm enjoying that so far uh i've got a shit ton of 
Christmas shopping done and the time that I, I did have. And then, uh, yeah, it's, went to, did some traveling today, uh, to vi- visit a, a new place. My, my daughter is not very happy about, well, well, what we can't leave. We, we can't leave this place. And she literally ordered me to go back and say, you work there forever until you die. <laughs> <laughs> like You don't even know what that means. You're three. <laughs> so, so that was a fun conversation with her. And I watched some Mariah Carey Christmas thing. Oh, no. I lost some brain cells. I, I'm convinced that Mariah Carey might be a kaiju, like, or like a remnant of one. And it, it's like this, like, effect where she just comes out in certain, like, holiday seasons, but, like, she's slowly growing and her powers are, are building. So, like, she's going to get Rita repulsive in a couple of years and it's going to get bad. I kind of want. Uh, John Carpenter to come out of like retirement or something and do a remake of They Lived, uh, and then have Mariah Carey as like one of the aliens, <laughs> like on the reporter or like when they get to the the news area stuff where all they get transported to the alien mothership and all that stuff. <laughs> like, just put her in there. Yeah. And then make yeah. the Rock Roddy Piper. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky Piper. Rocky <laughs> Piper. All right. Well, yeah, that's, that's all I did. All right, Zach. What the hell you've been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, well, I've been still watching a bunch of YouTube stuff. Nothing terribly notable there. Still catching up with uh stop skeletons from fighting stuff I've put off, and um, I watched that video about the Zebo. <laughs> and then uh brazil's uh really interesting uh video game market to put it mildly mm-hmm. i thought you were totally yeah, unique i thought you were totally going somewhere different with that like brazil and their military <laughs> shit going on right now brazil and their valuable military resources yeah. <laughs> um no, it's like Brazil's basically got like a huge gray market uh, because of like really old tariffs that got put into place after like they toppled a communist government that was in power for a hot minute or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's never, it really hasn't changed that much since. Uh, and it, it just makes it to where like, okay, a PS5, here's $500. It costs five times that in Brazil. Just, just for example, just real quick. <laughs> The coolest kid on the cat that ever buys that console. They're going to be the king. They'd have to be rich motherfuckers to do it. But that's mm-hmm. why, like, there's, uh, I don't know if you're ever paying attention. That's why, like, the Master System was really popular there and, like, the Sega Genesis for, like, years and years. And it was the PS2 before that. Or before, like, this, you know, more recently. But, uh, I've also played, uh, I played the demo for the Dio Field Chronicle, which was like another of Square Enix's releases in the fall, winter season. Um, I think I like this game a little bit more than Valkyrie Elysium. Uh, the only problem is, is like, I, if I was thinking, like, okay, this is pretty easy. And then like, I finally got my ass handed to me on like one mission. <laughs> Because all of a sudden there were like boss enemies and I didn't really know how to like uh, react to it. It's like a, it's a strategy RPG, but like like think like Final Fantasy Tactics, but there's more real time elements to it rather than turn based. Uh. Um, 
and you only you can only control four people at a time. That's another thing. It's not like big party battles. It's like you're four guys up against like anywhere from twelve to twenty. Um, but I almost I had to go back level up a little bit more, and then I was like about to beat that uh, boss, and the game fucking crashed. <laughs> <laughs> I had to oh, fill out exactly. an error report. I'm like, that fucking sucks. It actually made me mad because I was about to win. <laughs> I mean, it. I guess it's just a demo at least, right? Uh, I guess so. I would have hadn't uh, reported <laughs> it because uh, the progress you make on these demos carries over to when you buy the full game. I like when they do that. That's a very good idea. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It, it incentivizes you just a, t- a tad more, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know when the demo ends though, because it's like uh, Valkyrie Elysium was timed. It had like uh, an hour and a half or something. Uh, but this one had no timer. I think it just ended at a certain point, but I didn't get there yet. As far as I know, I feel like I was at the end, but it crashed and I got mad and I didn't finish it. <laughs> uh, other than that, I read, uh, I finished reading Isom number one. Uh, and my thoughts were it has really good professionally done art. There's an interesting premise in there, but I kind of feel like I don't, I wasn't given enough to invest in this story yet. Like I'm not invested in the main character yet. I'm not uh, the way it's kind of like you just get dropped in the middle of a story that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. I like that in media res thing where they fucking start in, in a battle and then go all the way back from the battle. It's just like you're, it's bam, you're right in the middle of the story. Yeah, and it's like, pretty, it's pretty much like after some arc that we don't know about where he's yeah. like, where he's like I'm I'm done being a superhero. Uh, I mean, other than that, there's other thing that comes up in that book. But yeah, mm-hmm. I have I have the same feeling as you. Like the art is great. It has that old school like late 90s early 2000 uh type of art uh the quality of the book in general is fucking great the paper is great uh it it reminds me of the quality of the art like the the more modern style before what i'm going to call the postmodern style mm -hmm. which is everything that's postmodern is usually just horse shit 99 percent of the time very very few times is ever actually of any kind of value yeah but uh like it's it, it what it's as high as the quality uh, as the art was the last time the comic book industry still had like a fucking mind or, or anything. Yeah, and like the story, yeah, you're put in the middle, uh, and you're just like, I kind of want to know what this guy is all about, and they're he's doing like the seeds, like within dialogue with characters, where to go, hey. This is what happened in your past, and that's how they're feeding you the information so far based off of the first issue. I'm hoping other issues, we get flashback uh, issues knowing what happened instead of through dialogue. I think that would help. Yeah, and I I mentioned to you in chat, uh, I've got several of these crowdfund books, and it typically is something that these guys like to do for some reason, is like drop you in the middle of a story, and breadcrumbs uh, for like, or like faucet drips uh, of, of story or uh, information to get you invested in characters. Not all of them, but uh, like I'm going to give it a, yeah, I'm going to give it a chance on the next book uh, to keep, to grow 
uh, we'll, we'll go from there. But it was it was okay because of that. It was just okay. When mm-hmm. is there another book? Uh, I actually do know the update on that. He's done writing it. Uh, now they're working on the color and the design and shit and, and the drawings before they start printing. So oh, you, just now? Yeah, so they'll, they'll probably... Did make like a jillion dollars? 3.7 million. They actually just finished last month delivering everything. So that, like, now his is kind of his lull time to, like, rest because he was working with the warehouse people that he hired uh, to send out that stuff. But, yeah, it, apparently he's going to get it within a couple of months uh, again to send out. Yeah, I, I was under the impression it'd probably be, like, three or four months, and then he'll launch the new book. Hmm. Um. So we'll see when that happens. But yeah, that's kind of that's all I've done, really. All right. Well, it is time for Degeneration Xmas uh to you know, get into their movies. Starting off with Home Alone 2. <laughs> yeah, something I didn't realize, we chose two movies that came out the same year. Mm-hmm. These movies I think were in the theater at the same time. At the same yep. time? Wow. I chose <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. They they're both holiday movies. And again, same year. So, yeah. I mean, traditionally we like to do movies in chronological order, but I, I wouldn't know where to start with these. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it's all good. Uh, we can start with Home Alone. So, I mean, where where to begin the the classic tale of of boy hates family because he feels underappreciated. Boy is left behind. Boy explores world around him as he searches oneself. Boy finds bandits who are how sticky used to be wet. What a small world that had to happen like that. Yeah, there's a lot of contrivances to make this one work. But when mm-hmm. I was a kid, this one was my favorite. I think it has more. <clears throat> it has more interesting stuff for a child. It's got like the toy store in it, and like the the interesting. He's in Central Park, and he's in New York, and he's in the palace or the the Plaza Hotel. I mean to say. Like it's just more interesting and appealing to look at. There's more set pieces. And mm-hmm. when I was a kid, the second one was absolutely my favorite. I've seen this movie way more than the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I don't think I can say that. This movie is still brilliant. I love it. But I think the first one's better. It's just like you say, like what a small world. Like this stuff doesn't make sense. Like he, he goes to the one of the largest cities on the planet and somehow runs into Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern again. Come on. <laughs> Who managed to escape out of jail and just be like walking about, even though they were in Chicago and ever. Yeah. It's there's, there's, like you said, it's very contrived. I, the way I look at this movie compared to the first, the first is the better movie. It is the better story. This is, but this is my favorite one. Yeah, same. because I, the nostalgia, but also I just think the scenes of like specifically watching the scenes toward the end, whenever he has built his little like fortress of traps and he's going to kid Rambo them. The, like, I just think the scenes in this one are funnier. Yeah. The like, traps yeah. are more fun. I, I had that thought too. I was like, Oh, these traps are more interesting. There's more interesting stuff going on with these traps. Like there's not like a micro machines. There's a mm-hmm. pit in the floor and stuff like that. And I started thinking about it. My adult brain looks at the traps in Home Alone 1 and 2 the same way I look at, like, kills in Friday the 13th. It's like, well, Friday the 13th Part 4 has better kills in it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, it it is. Home Alone 2 has better kills. (laughs) Yeah, I I always make the joke just by logic of in Home Alone 1, 
Like, the, it is believable for the most part that they could get through everything and they were maimed mo- mostly, but, like, they wouldn't have been killed. Hmm. They should have died, like, six or seven times in this movie. <laughs> Very dead in this movie. <laughs> Marv <laughs> turns into a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> he also gets eaten by Boyd's. That's true. And he's like, oh! He's, like, screaming. It's like his soul is leaving his body. It's, like, incredible. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, Harry gets blown up. Like, literally gets blown up in the bathroom. Yeah, no, when he when he puts his head in the, in the whatever, this kerosene or something. The toilet, yeah. yeah. No, he's dead. That's, that's a dead bomb. man. <laughs> I, got, I got to bring this up because the house that, uh, that they were at in uh as far as the renovated house what fucking happened to the house they're they're like a, like they're renovating it hard <laughs> yeah it's like a to- i guess it's a total renovation it's like you know probably one of those old new york fucking there's probably a name for that kind of house i don't know it yeah but people yeah. that people that live there are rich and like oh yeah yeah and- and well, I, it's his family who also has a home in Paris. Yeah, they're clearly. Well, uh, it's <laughs> like the, I always thought of this as like as I got a little older, as they they took the piss out of the whole situation of trying to make sense of it and in relating to people because in the first movie, like they're like, what the fuck does Kevin's dad do that he can pay to take all of them on this big trip and he has too. this massive house in the suburb of Chicago and all you know like all these things add up and it's like oh okay they, they're pretty well off. And then his brother is like clearly the the more successful one because they've got this like massive fucking house in New York that they're renovating while they live in Paris. Like, what the fuck do they do? He's a brain surgeon. Yeah, must be. Ro- he, he, you know, the uh, the Rob, old Rob's a brain nerd. surgeon. Uh, whatever the dad's name is, he's a pediatrician. Peter. <laughs> Rocket surgeon. I got you. <laughs> you did. You got me. I need. I need a, I need that Kurt Angle. <laughs> What's Uncle Frank do? He's a fucking mooch. <laughs> yeah. He called Kevin a mooch, but he's mooching off of his his fucking sister's brother. And Kevin calls him a, a deadbeat. I can't remember. Yeah. He calls him something. Yeah. He calls him yeah. a deadbeat. I don't blame Kevin for being pissed his family this time either, because the first time I could understand it, it was bullshit. A hundred percent. Yeah. But this time it's like they all turn against him. They all believe Buzz and his bullshit fucking apology. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, well, you should say you're sorry. It's like they all saw him humiliate him. Top that, you little trout sniffer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Buzz called me a trout sniffer. I don't care. <laughs> but I do love that long storytelling, man. Uh, in the beginning, he's doing a trout sniffer, and at the end, he's being all fucking good and uh, brotherly. And I was like, ah, it's Chris's spirit. But then he's he being, grows. yeah. Then he yeah. then becomes back to being a dick. I gotta, I gotta admit, like as an adult in the beginning of this film, I was fucking mad. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, because at the same time, I'm like, Kevin, you could just wait until you're on the fucking plane and get your fucking batteries. That's what I want to talk about. That's what makes me mad. That that fucking pre 9 11 ass airplane scene <laughs> where they're just like running through the airport. They just like get through security and then they're like, eh, hey, just get on the plane. No big deal. Just find an empty seat. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, we just yeah, we just no had the whole talk. Happened. Fucking <laughs> airports, Jesus Christ. Nine <laughs> eleven, a Christmas story. Oh god. Oh, Jesus. So, okay. 
so seriously though, uh, in the same note, last week, of course, we reviewed Blazing Saddles for those listening. If you catch last week's episode. And we kept making the whole comment of, oh, you could never make this movie back over. Fuck that. You could never make this movie back over because of the airplane scene. How the fuck do you explain that? Yeah, it's just hilarious. Like, just like the the number of things that just happen that have to line up perfectly. It's like the perfect just alignment of fuck ups that just allow him to just get right through. It just doesn't make any sense to me. They're like, oh, this plane's leaving now. It's leaving now. I was like, that plane's going to sit on the tarmac for another hour. Settle down. (laughs) Like, I've never, ever been on a flight that was in that much of a hurry to take off. I'll tell you that. They were late, remember? (laughs) He he stupidly unplugged his fucking alarm clock and then forgot and set his alarm. I know, but like the planes are like, they got to pull away from the gate in a big fat hurry. Like, no, they don't. No, yeah. not back then. Back then, it's it was like fucking, you know, how all the bootleggers became NASCAR drivers. That's how it was back then. Yeah, Bill Clinton planes. said, I'm going to make the planes run on time, God damn it. That was his platform. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, that was his entire platform from getting elected. <laughs> I like the... the senior. No, it was, it was Clinton. I think I had it right. But it was like, yeah. so the whole the whole thing with the family and them being mad at each other, that got flipped. It, it wasn't Kevin's fault that time. Mm-hmm but it was totally his fault that time that he got left behind. And like last time where yeah. they just fucking yeah. left him at the house and forgot him. They forgot he was in the attic. <laughs> yeah. Inevitably yeah. when you talk about home alone too, you're just going to talk about the differences between it and home alone. And they set it up a little bit better like that. Like this time it, I'm on Kevin's side, hundred percent. Like they were being assholes. <laughs> um, but there's a few other things about it that I don't think are as good like the end of and i have my own personal whatever bullshit reasons but the end of home alone just about brings me to tears like the end of home alone is very poignant the end of home alone 2 is like it has that going on some but i feel like it's not as much it doesn't earn it yet as well and also the the side story like in the first one it's his neighbor and he's estranged from his family because he he and his son had an argument and they just never talked again and the story in this one is, you know, kind of heartbreaking. And she's like on the street and that's, you know, that's, there's a homeless problem in this country and in in New York and all over. But I just, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was as, Oh yeah. I don't want to use the word poignant again, but I don't think, I don't think it was as good. I don't know. I just like, I like his neighbor more than I like the, the pigeon. Woman. Yeah. yeah uh, you mean Susan Boyle? That's Susan Boyle. 15 years <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 15 years later, she makes Simon Cow cry. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it didn't have the same effect as the neighbor. Uh, I do want to know if this movie like encouraged children to like go talk to homeless people because I, I do like the part though, that when it, uh, when it turns night and shit and he's like strolling through fucking central park and, like all the homeless people are like all these fucking like zombies and vampires. And... Yeah, that part's really scary. Also, when I was a kid, I just thought they were all just scary, mean people. But hey, watching it as an adult, those two women are like, are you looking for someone to read you a bedtime story? I was like, oh, those are prostitutes. Yep. Those are hookers, yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah. Why are those ladies so mean? I just never really yeah. That's like you were talking about watch Batman now. They're, you know, when they're lost in the fucking streets and that lady's like, hi, honey. And she's like, she, it's a fucking prostitute. Very clearly, <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. It's like the Yanker kid. 
Yeah, yeah I used to be terrified of the, the guy, the taxi driver. It ain't much better than here, kid. <laughs> the, the one that gets me is like he's, he's still in the streets, and then that guy is like, I, I don't know if he's covered in trash or newspapers. He just gets up and goes, ha, 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 and starts <laughs> laughing at him. Yeah, it's like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Does he just lay there and like wait to scare people? Speaking yeah. <laughs> of jokes in this people. movie that I didn't get as a kid, but I do now, at the very beginning, uh, Kevin, where's your tie? Oh, it's in the bathroom. I can't go in there. Uncle, Uncle Frank's in there. And he said, if I went in there, I'd grow up never knowing what it was like to be a real man, whatever that means. <laughs> never got that joke before. And now I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I didn't catch that at first. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, you stupid pervert. Get out of here, you nosy little pervert. I'm going to slap you silly. That's yes. Now, the, nah. the side story I do like is the side story of, of, of Tim Curry trying to figure out this dirty little snout or trout sniffer, like doing fraud in his hotel or some shit. Tim well, Curry's don't worry. He's, he's, got Deuce Bigelow. he's got Deuce Bigelow and he's got uh, Professor McGonagall with him just rocking yeah. out. Yeah. Welcome for your references and people just hanging out in this movie. And then Trump's just there just lurking, you know. Down the hall and to the right. Yeah. It still cracks me up that they wanted they, they were so butthurt that they wanted to cut him out of that movie. And it was just like five seconds. They never actually did. I think that was just nonsense. But I yeah, I think it was just bullshit. I, think I just I couldn't get over like it's a weird thing to think about. Like uh um Rob Schneider or whatever, he's showing him to his room and he's like, uh, you know, Hoover, Herbert Hoover once stayed on this floor. He's, oh, the vacuum guy? Uh, no, the president. I was like, well, you just ran into an ex-president, like downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that yet. Yeah, no, I mean, not yet. I was, it's just, it's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird coincidence that time has has lumped upon this movie. And, and, yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt Groening knew, but that's that's a whole different thing. They also do another side story with the Duncan toy store person because that's the main place where the sticky bandits are going to do their, uh, you know, uh, stealing. Which, by the way, uh, because I worked at GameStop, and if you ever closed at a GameStop before, you know you how you're closing a register and shit. That would yep. never fucking happen in New York. You don't leave the money in the fucking drawer. <laughs> it's not just GameStop. Everywhere I've ever worked does that. You don't leave money in the drawer. <laughs> And then there's like a big case of money for children. That I mean, I get it. It's a kids' movie. They had to make it look like how are they sure. gonna get the money? But like, sure. as an adult, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> I mean, more realistically, they'd be like, okay, now we're gonna steal all the playstations and we're gonna steal all the goddamn Tamagotchis or whatever. He wasn't. It was ninety two. The Tamagotchi wasn't. Yeah, whatever. Talk boy. Yeah, obviously talk boy. Talk boys. You, you guys have one of those as a kid? You did right? Because I Super Nintendos, yeah. Turbo Graphics, Turbo Duos. Yeah, but. Uh... Just steal all I that mean, stuff and hawk it. That makes clearly, sense. that guy was still operating out of the 1950s because he had that ancient device, that that ancient cash register where you had to pull levers mm. and and push buttons and shit. So back in his day, you could leave a giant box of money just sitting out, and nobody would get it. Yeah, I guess for aesthetic reasons, everything's like <laughs> old and classy. Yeah, I had yeah. A, I had a dead zone moment like when I saw the talk boy. I like I had so much memories just fucking flood my brain. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> I wanted one of those so bad. I, I wish mean, I could. Find mine. I know it's in the basement. I know it's down there. I just can't find it. Yeah, Dubs, did you like touch the television screen and then you solved a murder mystery? Yes. With your talk boy. Is that what happened? <laughs> I got you, buddy. I, I was there with you. I was like the taxi driver is the fucking serial killer all along. <laughs> oh shit. Um, oh, fun fact. Apparently, Tim Curry's character's name is Concierge. 
<laughs> as build in IMDb. Concierge. <laughs> well, he says this is the concierge, and that's the only way. That's the only way he identifies himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have a name. That's the best part. They should have yeah. just called him Tim Curry himself. Well, <laughs> the uh, the lady, uh, the the pigeon lady is is pigeon lady. Like that's mm-hmm. how they have it build. Yeah, it's just pretty funny. Um, yeah, I I, I don't know what. It, much else to say about the movie i mean it's a classic um but like you said like it it unravels like this is one of those movies that definitely holds better together with nostalgia oh this is another thing i that i like thought for a while once watching this when i was like uh in college and i think maybe maybe i was drunk or high and i like i i just didn't do the the, like the research to to find out until much later so for a little while i thought that ryan reynolds was just fat when he was a child and he was buzz and then he grew up and became ryan reynolds and then i realized he that wasn't him but now the person that plays buzz looks very different than he did in the movies but but it kind of looked like ryan reynolds apparently the guy who plays buzz reprises that role in the most recent home alone did you guys see that Home Sweet Home Alone. He's yeah, a, Home he's Sweet Home Alone. Now. He plays. Oh, he's a cop in it or something. Yeah, when okay. you go to the splash screen on, on Disney Plus to look at the movie, he's he's a cop. Oh, uh, okay. I wondered yeah. like how like is he is he the dad or something like is it his son who's now okay but uh, I just thought it was Kevin Owens. He just looks like Kevin. Yeah, Owens. He does. He does. he does actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But his name's Kevin. Fight, Buzz, fight. <laughs> <laughs> I still wish I could find that, that edit where somebody somebody said this is Kevin Owens' new theme, but they just edited in uh Kevin's mom yelling Kevin at, at the right beats of the songs like Kevin Kevin That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. Wrestling talk. Yeah. Sorry, I'd sneak it in somewhere. Yeah, but no, it's okay. It's pretty funny. Just a side note, like I got emotional with the the homeless lady. I don't know why. I was like, she's like all alone and shit, and I'm just like, fuck. Uh, and, and she's just like, I don't want to get my heart broke again. You, you like, just looked at her, and you could just hear a dream, a dream. You <laughs> heard Susan Boyle. You tear my eye <laughs> with a tear in my eye. <laughs> and I, I love, by the way, uh, oh, the the Duncan part where like the cop like picks up the brick and like reads the letter, like we found a guy. <laughs> through this shit and he reads what oh great you're saying sorry no i was just gonna say he reads a letter and like that moment i was like oh fuck oh yeah he's like ah turtle doves yeah Yeah. so that that's actually the most logical thing it is that kid i hope kevin grew up and became the the fucking quarterback for the chicago bears because goddamn he is good with his bricks like the most accurate brick throwing and i do like the touch at they like do the whole thing where he, he just hits uh marv with all the bricks and then they get to the whole like segment of all the traps and then at the end i can't remember what he yells at him uh marv yells at him because he sees kevin down at the bottom Suck brick kid i say that all the time to this day i say it when i throw things at like if i'm in a park and i've got a rock i'm like suck brick kid yeah i left the other thing i always do i think it was in the first one though um 
whenever I'm touching a doorknob for the first time, I always like give it a bunch of taps and go. <laughs> he does that. This would do though. He does because he remembered. Yeah, uh, but no. I, every time I hear "suck brick kid" now, I think of Zach because I think of suck pole. So suck I just pole. Laugh that and Zach sucks pole. Yeah, I get. It. I get. Oh, suck pole. Yeah. Yeah. Other no, suck no, pole. his his yeah, his victims uh, suck pole. But uh, I just <laughs> yell suck brick, and then he just completely fucking whiffs the fucking brick shot. That's the best he's part. Too, he's too angry. He's too that's, mad. Just, yeah, he that's one of my favorite parts. Uh, also, the the infamous electrocution scene. <laughs> But the the kerosene rope is pretty. Like, that's funnier as an adult now. Like when I was a kid, I didn't laugh as much. He's like, hey, you wear an aftershave." And- <laughs> His rope soaked in kerosene. I just, one of the best live deliveries in the whole damn movie. Why would anybody soak a rope in kerosene? And it immediately cuts together. <laughs> 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 it's perfect. Hey guys. Merry Christmas! <laughs> go up, go up, go up, go up! <laughs> Do they take a sick bump when they like fall off that rope and shit? Uh, like several yeah. sick bumps. Yeah. The, tool, the toolbox one's pretty bad too. What's that selling? That's the sound of a tool chest going down the stairs. Yeah, that's great. Too. <laughs> I that. That was the sound of a tool chest. Yeah, going down the stairs. <laughs> Like they, the one, in this movie, they just become Looney Tunes characters. Like they legitimately are just like yeah. the classic. Like a- Anvil falls out of the sky and and murders them, and they go full accordion, and then they just continue. Oh, uh, one of my favorites is a right in the stars. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get him. <laughs> I'll get him. <laughs> dude, how did he lift that fucking like fucking metal thing, dude? That pipe? Yeah, I was like, nah, I don't know. I don't think Kevin can tie that up. That's like a fucking, at, at least, that's a you that's a cast. him lift it. Like he well, how did he do that, though? That's, a ca- that's like a three-inch cast iron pipe. You know how heavy that is? I don't see any just, traps on him, man. Swole, man. Swole. <laughs> yeah, about mac and cheese and pizza. And steroids. Steroids, yeah, the roids. Yeah, liver king. Um... I want to see... <laughs> <laughs> I want to see filthy angels with filthy souls in the sequel, Filthy Angels Filthier. with Filthier Souls. <laughs> I want to see those movies, those fake movies. Dude, when, when Marv fucking gets like pecked by the birds and his scream, dude, I <laughs> fucking love it. Pitch. I don't want to wake my family up. But... Scream, no, man. I mean, yeah, I wish I could do it. It's all, it's about, it, it's on par with the spider, the the tarantula in the first Ooh, movie. That's right. Yeah, that's like that's a real reaction. And, yeah. <laughs> just... and uh <laughs> oh man. Fuck man. It, it, another thing I was about to say, Mar, but it like fucking I lost it. It's gone. Shit. You know when he keeps running into that lady? Yes. Yeah, like, and then she just punches him. Yeah. He did. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the oh hello always gets me. Oh uh, hello, hello. <laughs> I like how Marv is like not uh, doing his uh, staying silent constitutional right, and he's just like admitting to every crime that they did. So Shut up, Marv! <laughs> just starts kicking him. <laughs> he's not going to tell anybody. He, he doesn't have a plan. He has all this <laughs> shit, and he's telling me it's real sticky. <laughs> it's like sticky. <sighs> but this. We're just talking about the gags now, but this movie has has Christmas in it. There, there's Christmas in it. 
Yeah. Though yeah. I know earlier you said something. I I slightly disagree. I mean, I I do think the first one is more emotional, but I I think the, the whole like Christmas tree thing, like because they tie that at the beginning, how he wants to be around a Christmas tree and yeah, he don't want to leave. There's no Christmas tree. Like, yeah, and then she figures out where he's at. And she knows he's gonna be there waiting. She finds. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying the end is like devoid of emotion or anything. It's just it's not yeah. as impactful. Oh, yeah. I I'm sorry. I got to backtrack since we were talking about Christmas stuff. I did watch something else. Uh, I f- totally forgot about, and I thought it was really good. So I thought I wanted to bring it up. I watched the Guardians Christmas Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Have you guys watched that yet? I would not yet. I would recommend it. It was very good. It was a fun little little thing. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything about it, but it was a little bit random, but funny. It had a heart, and I don't know what was going on there. Maybe uh, my my wife and I synced up our periods, but I I, I, I got a little <laughs> emotional at the end. It was pretty good. Nice. But anyway, back to back to Home Alone. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, I I'm obviously gonna recommend it. This this was literally my favorite movie when I was like, again between the ages like four to like until seven because I just didn't own anything else. Uh, six. I I think I got the Power Rangers movie when I was like seven or something, six or seven. But like I had this VHS. I it's weird. I had the VHS for this, and I had a VHS of the the uh, comedian uh, musician Ray Stevens. And, and it was just like a random VHS. Someone recorded it of just shorts of his like music videos, like the squirrel went berserk and uh, what was the streak? Just that, those are the two like VHSs I had. It was a broke kid in the trailer park. I just watched those religiously. So my childhood sucked. That's what it sounds like now. I just realized. But, uh, but that being said, that this movie's awesome. Uh, and I'm highly biased, but that's okay. I'm aware of it. So. All right, Zach, any final words and recommendation? Of course I recommend this movie. It's one of my favorite holiday time movies. It, it the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like, I'm, I'm like Andy, I like the first one just a little bit more. But uh, I really I really recognize it after watching this one again so mm-hmm. recently. Uh, this is like the ultimate like kid power fantasy movie. Because the first one, it's like, oh man, I'm home alone. But in this one, it's like, guess what? It's like those Nickelodeon sweepstakes things you'd watch back when, like, Stick Stickly was real and shit, you know? Mm. And it'd be like, we're going to turn you loose in New York City with a bag full of money. Yeah, pretty much, get, yeah. <laughs> and you're, hey, get, you're right. That's part of why this one's more appealing when you're younger. It's like, oh, he's got an envelope full of cash. He's got a credit card. I love the part where they, like, go, he goes, wow, it worked. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> We used to have one of those at work, and I said, "Wow, it worked!" Every time we had to use it, every time. Wow. And then uh, the thing where he walks out the limo, and then he's like, "Your cheese pizza." And he, Sir. It's like that's just that's that's he's what put, he's putting Coca Cola into a champagne flute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, all that stuff aside, it's still great. There's still it's still got like the same level amount of humor as the first one does, I think. Uh, and you know, good gags and setups and. You're still good, gooey, gooey Christmas shows of emotion. Let me get they give it heart. Nice. Recommend. I recommend as well. Um, I I think this is slightly better than one, just because I'm biased because I'm from New York. Uh, of course. And conspiracy theory: Kevin McAllister planted bombs on the Twin Towers. That's why they came down so easily on September 11th. 
Jet fuel much. can't melt steel beams. We've yes. talked about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I highly recommend it. Uh, Andy, what about you? Yeah, I highly recommend it. I mean, like I said, when I was a kid, this one was my favorite, far and away. Now that I'm older, I, I, I acknowledge the first one is the better movie, and I'm more apt to watch it because I've seen two five times or every once i've seen the first one but uh exactly. but yeah. uh two has the best kills of the whole series so it's worth watching for that <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> two has the best kills. it's true two, I, I think that's the thing is it depends on what you want out of it but i i am far more entertained watching two because i just laugh till i cry also yeah, I mean, honestly zach zach hit the nail on the head it's like the ultimate child power fantasy because he's mm-hmm. set loose in a major city with with all of the spending power. The first one, he's just home alone, which you know, is I, novel enough. But no, I mean, in this one, it's like he gets to go to the toy store and so he goes through all the stuff. Can I mention yeah, it, Can I mention something really quick? When when he's running away no. from the house and, like, Kevin slips on the ice, like, before he slips on the ice, he calls the cops about, like, shit's about to go down in Central Park. And <laughs> I got so annoyed, like, when he slipped and fell, and I'm like, oh, the bad guys finally win, I guess. And they go straight where he's going to get ambushed by the police into the park. I was like, they should have probably took him back to the house and kill him if they were real criminals. But, well, he I mean, said, look for the fireworks. And to them, they don't know that he made that call. But you know what they said earlier in the movie, right? Yeah, adults get lost in Central Park at night. And don't fucking come out alive. That's where you're going to kill somebody. No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, they, they yeah. planted it well. To be fair, they're not good. They're not good criminals. Like they, that's, that's they, true they, too. They actually, shit from the beginning, they've they've kind of sucked ass the whole time. I mean, Mark can keep his mouth shut. He's constantly telling them. He's like, "Yeah, we just got to broke out of prison." <laughs> yeah, and Harry somehow made a revolver jam. I still can't figure that out. Well, it was covered in <laughs> goo yeah, and goo. varnish. He couldn't pull the hammer. Molasses. He's like trying to get get a hold of the hammer. It's just shoot her, shoot her. I'm trying I'm to try it. <laughs> <laughs> So I always love watching these movies because it makes me think of my favorite holiday tweet that someone put out with the best reply ever. And it was uh, Kevin McAllister versus Michael Myers, who wins. And the, and the first reply was, how much time does Kevin have to prepare? That's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Kevin wins. Like, he didn't have that much time. And, and like, I swear, he, he killed he killed them. Like, at this point, I'm convinced that maybe he hit his head earlier and there was, like, some weird, like, hallucination and the robbers were never there or they were vengeful spirits. But he, he killed them, like, eight times over. Like, I saw I saw a tweet kind of in the same vein. It said, uh, you know for a fact that uh, international criminals are coming to your house on Christmas Day. Do you A, have Kevin McAllister come the night before, or B, invite John McClane the day of? Oh. <laughs> that's that's tough. That 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 is a would you rather right there. Oh, man. I guess it depends on how tall your house is. If, you, if it's a if it's more than a three-story house you want john mcclain if it's hmm. less than three stories i think you want kevin oh man if you ever seen the third one he was all over new york city and shit so he can expand he can't expand yeah <laughs> he also wears signs in harlem that you should not do that in real life yeah. <laughs> fy fyi home one two lost in new york is the best game on sega genesis there you go yeah, that game rules. That's my yeah, that game is a lot of fun. Because <laughs> like, the other one is good. The first one's good. The, the the Nintendo games are not as good as the Sega ones for They're some not. reason. I only They're played. Like 
I only played on Genesis that game. Oh my god. Yeah, I want to play it again. I should find a uh, place to play it. I have it. Zach got it for me for Christmas a few years ago. Ah. Battery app Christmas gift. Yep. I have it on one of the weird, like, I have one of those, like, multi ROM. It has, like, so many games on the Genesis disc or cartridge or whatever, and it plays. It's just a, it's just a fun game, and they're not, like, it, it's a very specific type of game to find at, like, I guess, like, in that period of time. Like, they only made that type of game within, like, what, a three, four-year window or something, just, like, the style or how it looks. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find anything like it. It's really cool. I miss m- movie games and shit back in the day. They don't have that same flair. I mean, they were mostly terrible, but they still had a good flair. Um, but anyway, further back, the further back you go, that the better the adaptations are usually. Yes. Mm-hmm. But let's move on to uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol. Fucking Michael Caine, man, rules as Scrooge. <laughs> He's the best Scrooge. He is the best Scrooge. Um, I'm not going to like do this thing where like, well, in this movie, what happens is Scrooge is a mean man and three ghosts come. No, everyone knows the story. Everyone has seen the story a thousand jillion billion times. They saw it on Muppet Babies. They saw it on fucking The Simpsons. <laughs> they saw it on Animaniacs. They saw it on Family Guy. They saw it in Scrooge. They saw it in this movie. They saw it everywhere. Everyone knows the story. Um, But Michael Caine is the best Scrooge. And I mean, I didn't want to start with this, but uh, I've seen um, Patrick Stewart as Scrooge. I've seen uh, George C. Scott as Scrooge. They're great. But I think Michael Caine is the best one because he plays Scrooge as a person, not as like an archetype. Because the other ones, they're like, um, they do an extremely good job. They're fantastic actors. And they're just like mean the whole time, which Scrooge is supposed to be mean. Like that's all he's interested in. He's interested in making money. Christmas is nonsense. All the homeless people should die so they can just decrease the homeless population. Oh my, it's so terrible. But um, Michael Caine does several interesting things in this movie where he like smiles or laughs at jokes. And some of them are like dark jokes or like not funny jokes or something. But it makes Scrooge seem like a person. Mm Hmm. And I think that's that's what's lost when you translate this this classic work of literature to a movie. And people get hung up on the fact that it's a Muppet movie. It's oh, it's the Muppets. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. No, this is like this is a pretty serious adaptation of that book. Yeah, there's lots yeah. of silly yeah. little Muppet jokes in it, but it's a very faithful retelling of the novel. And uh, like everyone is really acting in this movie. Like all the human players are, are really acting their part. And even the Muppets like uh, Kermit as Bob Cratchit, like really plays Bob Cratchit. Like it is a Muppet. Yes. But like, he's still like, he's still actually in the part. That's why I love this movie. I love uh, Muppet treasure Island. I love the ones where the Muppets are just like, they did, uh, actors in something. They like, did I, Wizard I don't know of why. Oz, and, right? They did Oz. Yeah. Right? And Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Wizard of yep. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So I agree with you. That's my hot take with this, which I don't really think it's much of a hot take. Yeah, this this is the one of the not just the better adaptations of of Charles Dickens' story, but it's it's actually one of the more accurate ones. Mm-hmm. And that's just a funny thing to say because Muppets are just fucking in the thing. Like, yeah, it, no, it's still like I mean, instead of just one business partner, they make it two so that they can do Walter and Stal- Stalldorf. Um, but there's stuff like. Uh, 
oh, uh, the bookkeepers and I were talking. We, it's cold. You know, can we have a, an extra shovel full of coal for the fire? Says maybe the fire, the, maybe the bookkeepers would rather spend Christmas unemployed. Like, still, like little <laughs> things like that are like, <laughs> kind like. He, he's not saying it as a joke. It's just coming off as a joke. But there's other times when he will laugh. Like when he's talking to Fred, he smiles. And um, I know it's kind of like the halfway point of his transformation. But I really love, it's uh, it's my stupid throwaway joke name for this episode. I really love the joke when he's uh, meeting the ghost of Christmas present, come in and know me better, man. He says, uh, uh, come in and know me better, man. Did I already say that? He said, yeah, you're a little absent-minded spirit. He says, no, I'm a large absent-minded spirit. <laughs> and uh, Scrooge laughs. He laughs at, he, yeah. he has a genuine laugh at this joke. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I feel like the other the other um, characterizations of Scrooge wouldn't do that. They would just like be like, "Oh, that's stupid. I don't like that. Oh, I can't make money on this." Or you know, just like, like they would they would play it to the nth degree. Whereas Michael Caine is like playing a person yes. who is mm-hmm. who has lost the spirit of Christmas and is a curmudgeon and you know, kind of kind of a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah, no, that I. Oh, go ahead, Dubs. And it's not like he, and I'm just piggybacking off of uh, Andy with the the whole personal uh, thing because when he gets rich, he does it with hard work. He doesn't just like er, like get it from a wealthy family or anything. You you see that like this, is, he says it himself. Uh, this is where I learned about my profession, and I and the headmaster kind of like pushes him towards business and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Also, one of the best jokes of the whole damn movie. You're gonna love business it's the american way <laughs> yes. sam sam it is the british, the british way. Way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like it shows a personal thing like you know he did this on his own he just he's he, he's always he's being a cheap steak he wants to fucking build build up business and stuff and you know you work 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 that's how you get money and stuff I mean that's that's from the original story, of course. I mean that's that's in every version. Yeah, yeah but a lot of a lot of people look at it like this is this mean old rich man, which he is at that point rich, but he's but they make it look like he just got it out of nowhere. Well, part of the point, not to, I mean, I don't want to turn this into a review of the original story or anything, but part of the point is Scrooge forsakes love and humanity for money and power. Like yeah. he has a fiance and they fall out of love because he's too concerned about his investments and money and his future and she's concerned about like spending their lives together so they fall out of love and he loses all his friends and you know all you know you do a modern the only, the only friend he really had it was his business partner and you know stuff like that you do a modern fucking take of uh, of uh, this and <laughs> you have a crypto bro and like i i put so much money into ftx i can't afford this wedding <laughs> I, I lost it all in dogecoin yeah. bah humbug Look, my <laughs> nfts haven't matured like i thought they would i just can't afford a lavish wedding right now <laughs> yeah uh rizzo is the fucking best by the way throughout that whole fucking film i love i love that he questions uh charles e Dickens is a furry blue something or whatever a furry blue Charles Dickens who hangs out with a rat or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what I am. Yeah, yeah that's, that's another story like the back of my hand. Okay, the smart guy. Let's hear it. Uh, there's yeah. a little mole and a nice my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that they're part of it and that, that 
So my fourth wall just eh, narrating and talking directly to us about everything. Um, I, one of my favorite things too, it's really dumb. It's just separate from the story is uh, when they're trying to get through the gate and they have to jump over it. And, and he's like, be brave. And he jumps and he, he's like, ah, I'll catch you. And he misses him. And then he walks through it. And he's like, you can walk through it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's just great. <laughs> Dude, what was that nightmare nightmare fuel of a fucking ghost of uh, Christmas past? Feature? Yeah. yeah. Or do you mean past? The past. Yeah, that past. Was, that yeah, was... past. The, ha- the house of ghosts. Yeah, she looked like fucking the grudge monster that was just a fucking spirit and shit. I was I was freaked out. An interesting thing, uh, the way that she looks so like creepy and ethereal. Um, they I think all of all of she's filmed underwater. That's why all of her clothes move that way. Oh, and it's like cool. superimposed as an after effect. But yeah, she's underwater. That whole puppet is. Did I? You know, it really were... reminded me of what? Uh, you ever see Courage the Cow- the Cowardly Dog? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Remember, return the slab or suffer oh, yeah. my curse. That's what I thought of. I was like, that looks just like the King Ramses. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a, what a callback. I love that show. Yeah. Ooga, booga, booga. Stupid dog. Yeah. I love the lively town of all the, 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 the Muppets and shit. I was like, yeah. it's, it's so good. Uh, just penguins are dancing around and and ice skating or like just like it's just like so much random stuff that's happening throughout they just put little bits in here and there and also uh the soundtrack to this movie is genuinely great i love it it gets stuck in my head all the time i have uh last christmas my sister got me uh the soundtrack to this movie on vinyl huh. oh that's cool and i love it i i i mean i'll i'll listen to this around christmas time just in the morning drinking my coffee uh Fucking, what else you guys had to say about this film? Well, I, my brain is all over the place. I'm sorry. It's it's harder to talk about this one because, like I said, it is just a Christmas Carol. Um, the Muppets obviously add a lot of charm to that, and uh, I don't. I, I mean, I I'm trying to avoid just getting off on. Oh, I like this part. I like that part. I like this other part. Um, <clears throat> Michael Caine does a wonderful job as Scrooge. We talked about that. Uh, this is the first Muppet production that was done without Jim Henson. He died yeah. in 1990. This is 92. He had started kind of the pre-production of this movie. Like I think it was his his idea, and his son Brian directs it. Uh, his son Brian also directed uh, Muppet Treasure Island. So I don't know. I, I have a lot of respect for him, obviously. But he and his sister—they run the Jim Henson Company now, even though Disney owns it. I guess they're—they're they're still like kind of in charge of production, or so. I don't know how it works. Um, this movie started the tradition of at the end of uh, "There's Only One More Sleep Till Christmas." Kermit looks in the sky, and there's a shooting star. That's uh, that's a, a you know a visual send off of uh, Jim Henson, and so since then, it's a tradition in. Um, Muppet movies to have Kermit in a frame with a shooting star. It's just a oh, neat little really thing cool. I, I read somewhere. That's cool. That is cool. I say I'll say this. They add some levity to the story that helps uh might help it stick more in a different way. Uh compared to the traditional Christmas carol uh adaptations. Kind of like Scrooge a little bit. Hmm. Where Scrooge is kind of a 
I call it a little bit more of a black comedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's in that way too. It, like you think about Scrooge a little bit uh, instead of a Christmas, just a Christmas Carol strictly. It's like this one, this one kind of sticks out on its own because of how they do it. I love the Christmas. Besides being a really good adaptation of it. I love the Christmas party that it, there was just like two sentences and he's like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it was pointless. It was irreverent. It was stupid. It was short. We love this. Yeah. <laughs> I also oh. really like uh, more of Cravey than of Grave. Leave the comedy to the bears, Ebenezer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else do you guys have to say? I'm trying to think of a part that I adored but this movie also nails down the tradition of uh crediting the muppets as the muppets at the beginning it's like uh you know michael kane as scrooge kermit the frog as bob cratchit (laughs) i really like that tradition because they they try to nail down the fact that no the muppets they're just they live in the real world the muppets are actors (laughs) yeah yeah that's pretty funny uh i liked um the dynamic with animal in this at first the animal was like super tired and just like very chilled out. Mm-hmm. And then eventually like lost his mind. He's like, I can't hold back. I can't hold it back. Ah, so and he like loses it. Yeah. Well, that was pretty funny. I First just being like all out all the time. I, I like the, uh, the, the clerks and stuff where they're like trying to make Kermit say something about the heat and stuff. And then, like, he talks about the unemployment and, like, heat wave. Heat wave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, in, in the sun. Yeah. I, really, I, I really like, uh, uh, it's, it, they're talking about half of the day off of, for, for Christmas. And he says, well, it's, a." Uh, traditional that it's the whole day and scrooge says the whole day and then, no 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 it was the frog's idea it's also funny that every time he says anything to them uh immediately the rats like just shiver they're like ah they're like you see like the quills moving they're super fast and moving like, just they're just like terrified of, of anything that he's gonna do or say to them so yeah mm-hmm I don't think there's anything like else to add. It's, it's a good movie, like you said. It's it's an like a yeah. No, I wouldn't say overdone, but just uh, a great story that just it's been done several times over. But this is a great adaptation. I think it's my favorite version. Although I always go back and forth year to year between this and Scrooge. I haven't watched Scrooge yet this year, but um, I think it, this one might be my favorite. It, this. This also led to have a weird conversation with my daughter about death. We haven't had that talk before, but she couldn't figure out why Tiny Tim was gone and why everyone was sad, and that was really awkward. Uh, I tried to explain a little bit, but we didn't go down that route. Since, yeah, everything now makes her cry. It's, it's yeah. Told <laughs> that age. You could have told him the Undertaker and Paul Bearer took away Tiny Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be Kane. It's gotta be Kane. <laughs> Tombstone pile drives, fucking Tiny Tim. Uh, oh, my God, my God, he's broken in half. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Dubs is right though. I think Rizzo is one of the best parts because he's a completely unique. He he he's uh he's just a blank slate that they get to write jokes for because everyone else is part of the story, so they have to like write jokes within the context of the story. Rizzo's just there. He's just following Rizzo- Gonzo around, who is the narrator 
And I love uh, I love all the little things like uh, they try to look in through the window and he's narrating. He's like, wow, this really is a dirty city. And he grabs Rizzo and uses it to play the window. He goes, thank you for making me a part of this. <laughs> That's a great joke. I also like at the end, is it safe for us to be in here? Yeah, whatever. All the ghosts are done. He opens up the windows and they both fall. And... Yeah, there's another scene, too, where, you know, when he uh, goes down the chimney and lands on the, the goose, but it was so hot and his feet were burned. And he's like uh, sitting on the side, and Gonzo comes up, and he's like, "What happened to you? Like I burned my feet." And he's like, "Man, it all, all all the exciting stuff happens to you." <laughs> and Rizzo just gives him a look at you, motherfucker. <laughs> like yeah, what, what, whatever. Uh, there's lot, there's lots of like little tiny things that really add like I think it's why I could tolerate this movie as a kid because there's like little things like right off the bat in the beginning uh, they're just like showing the city and you're you're kind of dipping a toe into the weird this is a Muppet production because there's lots of like there's people just selling stuff but also there's the guy who's selling the fish and he says I thought then it comes back to me which is like a joke from the Muppet show <laughs> and uh the, the the cart goes by with all the vegetables on it and, and the lettuce is like help help i'm being stolen <laughs> like there's little things like that and they're like look this is a muppet movie okay you better buckle in buckaroo <laughs> especially when they get to the swedish uh and they like opens up and he's like i don't like my food singing yeah they, they say yeah. the end of uh whatever jingle bells or something yeah. and i'm always told me never to eat singing food yeah there you it's go like was, it's like i was explaining my brother and sister a little bit because i'm the oldest uh, I grew up with Muppet stuff, like Muppet Babies, the the old show, and it would still get played like on Nickelodeon or whatever. Um, and uh, this, uh, I told him like, because they thought Muppets was just for like little kids. I'm like, no, there's two different Muppets. It's like they, all the anime stuff is usually geared towards little kids, mm. but the the actual Muppets is kind of like for everybody. It's it's mm-hmm. for kids. There's there's. I, I said adult humor, but I, I've called it, I was like, not adult humor, like stuff that adults would find funny. Yes. That's, that's 100% of the reason I'm such a Muppet fan today is because when my sister and I were really small, like really small, we were in the Sesame Street. So mm-hmm. my parents took that as an opportunity to start showing us the Muppet show because my parents could stand to watch the Muppet show. They actually liked it because there's jokes in it that they got and there's stuff that they really liked. Yeah. As opposed to most other children's shows, which are just for children. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, but this is, we're talking about the late 80s, early 90s, growing up in like a one TV household. So there needs to be something on that, like, you know, everyone can, can kind of enjoy a little bit. Muppet Show was perfect. Every, every, every member of the family loved the Muppet Show. And, you know, to this day, we all still love the Muppets. So I think that's like, you know, I was kind of, uh, I don't know what the word would be uh, brainwashed into loving the Muppets, but that's okay. I'm happy. Ignorance is bliss. Why do you think people were mad at fucking the Doritos Pope when he didn't have the Muppets again at the the video game awards? You're just like, no, there's no Muppets here. And people went fucking (laughs) always bring the Muppets. That was, that was the best part of the video game awards. By the way, it's happening tomorrow. If anybody wants to know and care, but I only watch it for the world premieres. We'll give our hot takes on it next next week. Yeah. I'm just I'm not gonna watch it. I'm just gonna like watch the videos later when they're posted online. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I as far as this film, I highly recommend it. Michael Caine, fucking Rizzo, everybody did well. Uh, even fucking Kermit. Kermit, did, I like when he uh, uh, 
Ebenezer Scrooge uh, is like messing around with him. Like, you weren't here at work. And he's like, I had the day off. And then Miss Piggy, like, <laughs> starts to punch him. And he's like, I'm going to hire, uh, make your salary higher. Well, I'm like, going to raise him right off the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna raise you right off the ground. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at her more this time than than I used to, uh, Miss Piggy. Yeah, me she too. Was, she was a lot more funny than I remember. She, they did like a Mel Brooks thing, by the way. You know the part in like Spaceballs with the uh, the twins and stuff, and you didn't know the the names. They did. Oh, the name, yeah, Belinda, yeah, Bettina. Yeah, they kind of did that with the two daughters, Miss Piggy and shit. So. I laughed a little bit. Like, ha. Then I thought about the Cole twins in WCW, and I got mad. And <laughs> but uh, yeah, identical twins. <laughs> oh my god, I highly recommend this, Andy. I'm pretty sure you're probably highly recommending it since this is your pick. Yeah, of course. I fucking love the Muppets, man. And uh, yeah, I I used to flip flop between this and Scrooged. I watched them both the same day this year. Uh, it's this one. I love Scrooge. That movie is fantastic. But it's this one. This is the best adaptation of Dickens's Christmas Carol. And Chaz, you already said you recommend, right? And uh, Zach, what about you? No, I hate this movie. <laughs> no, of course I recommend. <laughs> I conflated the uh, Ghost Christmas Future. I, I remembered the scene from Scrooge, you know, where he, he's able to like he falls into his cloak and he sees, he sees inside. inside. I do that too. I do that all the time. I forget which movie that's in. I don't know it's why. So I weird. Do that. <laughs> like at first, I was like, "Am I having like a goddamn Bernstein Bears moment?" I thought that happened to this movie, and then I watched Scrooge. I was like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> <laughs> I had a man. Honestly, I I really love the design of uh, the Ghost of Christmas Future in Muppets, but I'll give I got to give that one to Scrooge. The fact that he has like a, a, a television screen for a face that's fucking creepy and cool. That's like yeah. that's one of the things that Scrooge takes over this movie pretty easily. But most other things, I mean, we got to give it to Muppets. I had a, a kind of a Mandela effect on Home Alone too. By the way, when uh, Marv goes up to the door of the the house and shit. And I always thought that was like a big nail gun where the nail is like about this long going into him. But mm -hmm. it, in this one, it's just Staples. it's a staple gun. Mm -hmm. So that was my Mandela effect. I thought it was a nail gun. Because he sells it like a nail gun, by the way. Especially when he gets shot in the ass. Mm. The, the balls, though, was kind of sus. I was like, if that was an actual nail, he would have been dead probably on the floor bleeding out. <laughs> I mean... We can try it. We can try an electric staple gun on you and see see how you react to it. No, I don't want that to happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you call it? Yeah, so we all recommend it. Uh, so that means it's Noel World Order's turn. Zach, my teammate, what are you choosing? That's right, Jack. It's <laughs> our turn now, brother. And uh, we're going to do... Uh, I'm picking... Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. All right. What's it? Yeah, it's still, it's still spooky, but it's still, it's still Christmas. It's still, I'm, I'm playing into my gimmick. <laughs> I'm not doing my gimmick, uh, but I'm doing something. Uh, I don't usually choose comedy, but I'm choosing Bad Santa, and uh, Billy Bob Thornton. So I know Andy hasn't seen it, right? And I think Zach, you haven't seen it either. I've seen bits and pieces of it over the years, but I've never watched it all the way through. Chaz, what about you? 
Oh yeah, well I've watched it several times. But I I appreciate and respect that you didn't go for the low hanging fruit and, and choose Christmas vacation. So thank you for that. No, I, I we we I, had no chance in hell because I I we would argue so much when we have to choose. I'd be like, there's nothing that beats this. This is the best movie ever. Yeah, that's why that's why I said I do the honor system because I was gonna originally choose It's a Wonderful Life, and that is yeah, a- and then. I would have had to be on your side at that point. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I chose Bad Santa because I know Andy hasn't seen it, so maybe he might sway towards me or maybe not. Maybe. We'll see. There there was always two movies that everyone's like, oh, it's a Christmas classic. you got to watch it. And last year I watched Elf for the first time, and I was like, yeah, okay. So I'm hoping Bad Santa is, is a little more a little more of a punch than that one was. It has more edgier jokes than fucking Elf. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, so. yeah. Zach said last week that nailed it. Uh, Buddy the Elf is a live action SpongeBob. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's such a, it's such like an that, accurate thing. Like that say. meme of like when you're a kid and it shows like, it shows SpongeBob looking out the window at the cr- a Krusty Krab at Squidward and he looks miserable. And it's like an old fuddy duddy. And it's like you as an adult. And you're Squidward, uh, and in there it says, it says SpongeBob, an annoying little shit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's how it is. <laughs> no talent. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna be our movies. Uh, actually, I've never seen Zach's movie before, so that's something new for me. Fun You've fact. never watched Nightmare Before Christmas? I Ooh. yeah. Um, I don't know why, because I love Beetlejuice. So I don't. Maybe I was just like, wow, this fucking animation's fucking weird. <laughs> and it's gonna be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah and, fun fact i m- last year my wife and i and, and evie we all dressed up as jack and sally and uh evie was oogie boogie she looked like a potato oh yeah i remember seeing those pictures <laughs> yeah she couldn't keep the hood on it was like too big for her head so she looked really weird but yeah uh i haven't seen this movie all the way through ever since i saw it in the theaters as a kid it's been that long I think I've only seen it like once or twice. Somehow, Maybe? like, yeah, over the years, I just never watched it again all the way through. I don't know why. I really liked it. So. This is one of those weird, like, Twilight Zone moments where, it, in some oddity, I'm the one that, like, owns the movie, and everyone else is like, I think I've watched it. It feels weird because normally it's the opposite. It's like, maybe I've watched what you guys are talking about, and everyone else owns a copy of it. But I actually have this movie. And I've watched it several times. It's great. I'm gonna have That's, the music stuck in my I'm head. I'm gonna watch already. it the exact same way I watched both of this week's movies on Disney Plus. <laughs> you guys know who directed it, right? Not Tim Burton. That's right. Oh, yeah, Tim yeah, he's in the know. Yeah. Okay, I, I know. I'm a I'm a big Tim Burton buff. Okay. So you saying yep. Bad Santa? I was like, I, I don't know. No. Did you know Tim Burton directed Bad Santa secretly? Yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it, it was an Illuminati type thing. He just it was, it was in the shadows. It was Thomas Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's it's uh the music for this movie is really good, and actually it's weird. And uh, have you guys played uh, Kingdom Hearts, like the Kingdom Hearts series of games? Yeah, one and two, I have. I haven't played uh, the new you, one. I haven't played any of them. You haven't played them, okay? Because I mean, it's it's literally Final Fantasy crossed with Disney Universe things. This in both one and especially two, the Nightmare Before Christmas world is like one of my favorite worlds. Like, goof yeah, it's off great too. Around. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just going around like beating shit up in Santa's workshop. It, it's just fun. It's a lot of fun. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think we have any news. Uh, like now, Xbox games are going to be seventy dollars. Um, I guess inflation sucks, so now everything is going up. Because is that what was their reasoning? I didn't read about it. Was it just inflation, that? I, time. I I believe it's inflation because they did come out and say that they weren't going to do the seventy dollar thing. That's what their selling point for Microsoft Xbox consoles is like. We are going to have. 60 unless it's like EA or Activision that wants to do the 70 thing. I, I did want to mention, I've seen like six or seven hot takes on Twitter about like, oh, obviously you kids didn't have to buy games when you were a kid. And everyone's mentioning how like Fantasy Star 4 was 90 bucks and these other games were 70 bucks and all this other stuff. But I saw uh, one person have a very good take on it. It was actually a Rusty Shackles, that uh, that artist that Zach and I have a bunch of art from. It, oh, he, yeah. he actually tweeted a response to it. He said, yeah, it sucked then too. It's like, exactly right. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't like it then. I'm not going to like it now. Like I'm not going to like roll over and be like, oh, I guess that's how it's going to have to be. I, obviously, I have no control over it, but still everyone's like, Oh, you, you're gonna have to live with it. It used to be like that too. Well, well yeah, it sucked then too. <laughs> well, that, that that's what the console war bros like like we're touting about, especially on the Xbox side. Is like, oh, we have the sixty dollar first party. You're you're gonna have the seventy. And I'm like, and, and to bring up the whole like back in the day, like there was eighty dollar and ninety dollar games and shit. I'd be like, yeah, even though that sucked back then, but at least we got a fucking fully fledged game when it got released at that pr- full game at that price. I mean, he it was it was Rusty Shackles again. He made another good point about this. He said uh, most of these people don't seem to realize that all of these games are going to be forty dollars in two months after they come out. They're yeah. not going to expire. They're not sandwiches. Yes. Yeah. His exact yeah. words. That's... So yeah, just wait. That's that's always been my policy. Like I bought Pokemon when it came out this year, and I felt a little silly about doing it, but I wanted to play it with like everyone else who was just starting it. So I guess that's FOMO for you. But for the most part, just wait. Just buy games later i like i still really want to buy live alive and um a couple other things bayonet 3 and a few other things it's like, i'll just wait it'll be cheap later it's just the internet and social media with the fomo like everybody's yeah. playing it i need to have it and i i was a part of that like now i pick and choose like obviously dead space remake is going to be the next game and then resident Evil 4 remake which by the way two remakes <laughs> um that i'm gonna be buying but then other than that i just don't care for other games at the moment i'll wait until it's hits that steam sale or that xbox store or nintendo just had their fighter thing for 2.99 games and shit for fighters oh the capcom thing yeah Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still need to, I still need to capitalize on that. Like I was trying to decide, like, should I get, I, I know part of me is like, I should just get that collection that you guys have, but I don't know. It's two bucks. And I can just have puzzle fighter and, and both of the Mega Man fighting games are on there. I was going to get those at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, now as an adult, I'm just like, I don't care, but I know people that are at FOMO and I probably be buying every fucking single new release that comes out. They're the ones that are probably bitching about this uh, $70 thing. but That's just the way it is. Well, and, it, and the other thing, too, is we haven't brought up how, like, yeah, that's one model, and it might suck, but at the same time, the games that are quote-unquote free-to-play are effectively impossible to actually play and, and be enjoyable because you have to spend way more money. Like, the average amount of money you got to spend on those is three, four times as much. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a Ponzi scheme. You oh, mentioned yeah. you mentioned games that are free to play. It reminded me of the other news thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, there has been a huge stink over um, the. There's been a vote for fan favorite game for the game awards and it's like uh elden ring is like last place which is bonkers uh stray is toward the bottom they each have like five and six percent there's another game that has six percent and then genshin impact and sonic frontiers are like neck and neck and there's like a huge stink <laughs> on twitter about it everyone's like Everyone is is up in arms over this. They're all like, "God damn it, we've got to fucking get get this freaking anime weeaboos out of here! Come vote for Sonic!" And everyone else is like, "Kitchen Impact makes great porn, and it's free to play. Come vote for Kitchen Impact!" Yeah, and it's hilarious. I, love it. I saw the meme online that had, it was like the which one do you which one do you love more? Like the picture of the person picking between their two kids or something, and it had Genshin Impact packed with Sonic Frontier and they said Elden Ring? What are you, retarded? <laughs> Elden Ring is in last place. Like, what the fuck is happening? The whole world's upside down. This is like when those kids <laughs> voted for John Cena Elementary to be the name of their school. They, they were like, oh, fuck. What? I mean, I guess we let the kids pick. <laughs> um, Shit happens, man. Yeah. It's, it's weird. These free-to-plays and shit. Ponzi scheme motherfuckers. But anyway, uh, there's no other news. Uh, I think we'll end it here unless anybody has some final words before we head out. None. None? All right. Remember, The Nightmare Before Christmas and Bad Santa or Noel World Order, 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 uh, and Life. <laughs> Chico, make sure you follow all our podcast services on fucking Google and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And everything else. Getting some color will be next week for uh, WCW Halloween Havoc 1993, which has somewhat of an okay card based off of what we read last episode. Uh, but will it be good? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then we're also doing the award show for uh, November uh, of 19- October. October of 1993. That's right. Halloween Havoc doesn't take place in November. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> you know what fucked me up is Survivor Series happened recently in this year, and then fucking we're doing October of 1993, and yeah. Survivor Series is next month of 1993. So I got, really fu- close I, together. I got fucked up. Um, but yeah, and then Lost of Nightmares, I still need to finish uh, Resident Evil 8 so that we could review that. Before we do the Callisto Protocol or Resident Evil 4 Remake, whatever comes first, I guess. Um, But until next time, everybody, we will see you next week. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And a happy new year.